2: It's not human intelligence. If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should?
0: Please stand by. The Godless Revolution will continue in a moment.
1: Are you increasingly split between pleasing a moronic voter base and corporate elites? Has a history of obstructionism and an utter lack of anything resembling a platform made you look impotent and weak? Is your core demographic rapidly dying of old age, all the while sunsetting into racist dementia?
2: You know, no matter how hard I think about it, I can't for the life of me think of it a darn thing I've done in Congress these last couple years. Well, except to pass the tax cut for the super rich. And don't get me wrong, ha oh, shucks, uh, uh, they definitely pay for my re-election, and the nice lobbying gig I'll get when I finally leave office. But I need some red meat to get the voters to the polls, eh? Gosh, abortions and guns just don't cut it anymore.
1: What will I do? well now there's cancel culture cancel culture comes with a convenient two-step release that both inoculates you against responsibility for your past actions and attacks your enemies for holding you accountable in the first place all i wanted to do is take advantage of impressionable young women by dangling career opportunities in exchange for sexual favors i mean come on people have always done that but now with cancel culture I can say I'm a real feminist because I offer women the opportunity to use all their assets to get ahead. That's right, cancel culture. Not only does cancel culture provide relief from attacks by progressives, but it also invigorates you for a 6-12 month speaking tour at far-right outlets. No one canceling you? Doesn't matter. Cancel culture might still be for you. Cancel Culture's been great for me. All I need to do is say how I got rejected for media jobs I never applied for and definitely don't qualify for. But now I run my own media organization, The Daily Cable, for canceled voices. Millions of readers can see how I don't have a platform. Ask a Coyote News talking head if Cancel Culture is right for you. Results may vary.
0: All I've been trying to do is warn people that the chemtrails are turning the friggin' frogs gay! But the lizard people keep shutting down my channel. A man cannot subsist on dick pills alone. This is America!
1: Some hypocrisy may include... Nike shoes, Starbucks cups, freedom fries, Dixie chicks, Harry Potter, gay teachers at Catholic schools, single pregnant women at Catholic schools, nurses with only fans pages, MSNBC, Campbell Soup, Pepsi, Kathy Gurton, Hallmark, CNN, Climate change, Kelly Tubby, CNN, Sesame Street, Evolution, recording slaughterhouse abuses, The New York Times, Republicans who impeached Donald Trump, John McCain, Nascar, Nate O'Connor, Food and Water and Voting Lines, Taylor Swift, Facebook, Janet Jackson, the BDS movement, Procter Gamble, Rolling Stone, Apple, Megan Cowell, Harley Davidson, Greta Thunberg. Rejoining the Godless Revolution
0: Podcast now. Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Thursday, March 25th. This is episode 326. I'm Dan Ellis, joined by two awesome co-hosts remotely, uh, Mr. Taylor Grin. Say hey, hello, hello, and Mr. Ryan Duffy. Y- y- yes. hmm The mustachioed
2: Lothario. I know. I've been I've been manicuring it here for the last half hour. Just getting it. <laughs>
0: Oh, so pretty. Well, uh, what's, what's new with you fellers?
2: Uh, honestly, not a whole lot. I've just been kind of relaxing this week because uh, we're recording today, and mm-hmm. then I go to work, and then when I get off work, we record again.
0: Well, oh, you're going to be at work f- until Wednesday? Yeah. 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 Is that why? Are you just working overtime? Uh,
2: a shitty shift change. Shitty shift change. So we're changing shifts and changing stations. So I'm going from a Friday, Saturday, Sunday schedule to a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday schedule.
0: I'm sorry. I have, Sunday. I have a. I have a a show tune playing in my head now. I'm thinking to myself, "Oh my shitty, 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 shitty work change. Shitty, shitty work change. I hate shitty,
2: you. Shitty schedule." <laughs> But yeah, so since Sunday is the first day of the pay period, uh-huh. I start my new schedule on Sunday. Uh-huh. But my old schedule butts up against that. Oof. So I'm But's at work Friday, butt. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. <laughs> I'm at work. I'm gone. So I'm gone for I'm
1: gone for the week. Is it at least a good paycheck or is it because of No, it's a normal be... paycheck. It's right, No, there's no it's... overtime oh, in it. It's just normal standard pay. Mm-hmm. That yeah. sucks.
2: That's
0: not bad John. Yeah. Banjo. Mm-hmm. yeah. Sorry to hear that, man. Uh, yeah.
2: I, I, I made another axe today. That's about it.
0: Well, fun. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just still working all kinds of crazy hours and had to submit a request to work even more crazy hours for another two weeks. The good news is that there is light at the end of the tunnel. We have a new person starting next week. Uh, this week I am in training as well as like I'm in, I'm in training all day and then still trying to keep up with my regular tasks that I was already falling behind on. So yeah, working crazy hours still we will be working crazy hours for the next couple weeks at least. And I'm hoping that at the end of the next two week period that I will be able to just go back, uh, that I'll be able to go back to working, you know, just between 40 and 50 hours a week. That will be, <laughs> <that'll>
2: be nice. <laughs> I I apologize for that loud noise you might have just heard, because I tried to hit my mute button, and then I sneezed and kicked my desk at the same time. (laughs) Good job. (laughs) I was looking at your cursor on the screen being like, cursor, I just got to go down.
0: Down."
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, nicely done. (laughs) Yeah, I'm talented.
0: So, yeah, uh, I've just been busy with work and not much else. Uh, I, yeah, it's still nuts, but hopefully it will not be for much longer. Uh, what's
1: new with you, Mr. Green? Uh, I am having a great fucking day. Uh, part of the reason why we are recording on Thursday instead of yesterday, Wednesday, mm-hmm. is because right as we started to record yesterday... <laughs> Uh, Sandra got a call from a pharmacy in our town. Um, and we were able to get the first dose of the Moderna uh, COVID vaccine,
0: which is awesome. And it was interesting to me when all this went down. There was a very specific knock on the door, and you had you <laughs> yeah, guys yeah, prepared yeah. this code knock yep. ahead of time. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, she was like, because
1: she went around. So, so let me start at the beginning. Um. There is this thing, and you listener should try to do this, right? Um, it's called the no waste list. So the Moderna and the Pfizer vaccines must be stored at like a very, very low temperature. And what they do is they basically pull a vial out of that that storage. And after the vial has been pulled out of that storage, it is only viable. Um, it's only useful for like a certain amount of hours after that and what they do is they just draw doses from that vial um to inject in individuals who have had appointments to get their vaccine for that day um and at the end of the day due to cancellations or just there being more fluid in the vial than anticipated um, it's possible that they have extra and they would rather not just throw that away because it's a valuable resource. So what they do is if you've got your name on this no waste list, they will call you and say, hey, it's like, five o'clock in the afternoon now, if you can get to us before say six o'clock, we have a dosage for you that you can have. Like even though you are not one of the like sixty-five and older or healthcare professional or whatever that may be, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and really all you need to do, and this may vary state by state. Like our state only recently has allowed this to be the case. Um but call pharmacies in your area if you're not an individual who like readily qualifies and every state has different like priority lists like 1A, B, C, that kind of bullshit. Um, call your pharmacies, ask if they have a no waste list and see if it's possible for you to be added to that list. And they might call you at the end of the day and say, hey, if you're free, come on down like we've got a vaccine. And that's what happened with Sandra and I. Um And so when she put us on that list, right, because she spent like a good hour reaching out to every uh, pharmacy that was within like a 20 minute, 30 minute drive of our home.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, And she was like, OK, what happens if you're like in the middle of a record uh, and we get this phone call? And I was like, if that happens, us getting vaccinated is more important. Like we will mm-hmm. find another time to record so that I know what you're like doing because normally she doesn't you know she doesn't uh, uh, I, I almost say bother me because that makes me sound like a fucking 1950s guy who <laughs> studies in a den with a glass of whiskey, you know, and like a gun in my desk. But no, like she just, you know, I'm in my smoking jacket. Thing. Can't you tell I'm into serious
0: business right now? Go away, right, woman.
1: I, I'm wearing my smoking jacket. You don't talk to me right now. I'm bringing our son so I can slap him with his own belt. Like, yeah, no. Um, no, she just, she, you know, she does her thing while I'm doing records, but I was like, if, we get the opportunity to take this vaccine. Um, Just do like shaving a haircut on the door and I'll know what's up. And that like that, you know, come in after that, like that is more important. So yeah, mm-hmm. you guys probably heard that. Mm-hmm. And uh mm-hmm. and I was like, love you guys can't do the show right now (laughs) i got shit to do hang up and like we got vaccinated Um, and i get the second dose in the month so
0: it was interesting because we were just sitting here and i and i hear that very distinct knock pattern
1: right the i heard it yeah it's shaving the haircut right Yeah, yeah yeah and everyone knows just to do the next right yeah and um but yeah. So.
0: so we, so we hear that and you're like, Oh, um, uh, guys. And we're like, we're just about to start recording like within 30 <laughs> seconds or so. And you, you're just like, Oh, uh, that's, that's a very specific knock that, that means something very specific. Um, yeah, come on in. <laughs> and you kind of turned over your shoulder and she peeked her head in and she said, Yeah, we got to go, but it's only like they close in an hour or something and we've got to go before mm-hmm. then. And me and Ryan were both just like go go <laughs> go yeah yeah
1: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm happy to say. So I got I got the injection yesterday, um, and I didn't have like any side effects um, yesterday. Uh, Sandra had like some soreness in the area. Um, today, Sandra has like a lot of soreness, like in that shoulder where she got the injection. Mm-hmm. For me, it feels like like. Kind of, you know, if I was hanging out in the room and about twenty, thirty feet away, somebody just like whipped a fucking golf ball at my arm, <laughs> you yeah. know, like is, is, is it, but but like as if that had happened like two days ago, yeah, right? like mm-hmm. that's the level of soreness I've got at the site, like it's it's barely noticeable, and then I had like like my least shitty hangover that I've ever had in my life was less like like was more shitty than like the level of like. Incredibly mild inflammation in like my soft palate and like upper throat mm. is is the only side effect I've had from that first dose. Like, well, I would do it again right now.
2: the so. The bad news is you and Sandra are more susceptible to the, uh, I guess, wider ranges of uh, side effects. Because mm-hmm. it's like people and they're like their late twenties to early thirties tend to be the ones that are getting like, Oh yeah, I'm getting a, you know, small fever and the aches and pains for the 24 hours
1: after the second one. Okay. I mean, fine. It's not (laughs) COVID.
2: Like I I only knew one, we only had one guy at work that ended up getting running like a a hundred degree fever for a day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Otherwise I had a headache with the second, the first one, I didn't have a headache. Second one, I had a bit of a headache, Mm -hmm. but yeah, it was gone within 10, 12 hours. Right. And I like,
1: I've done, I've done headaches before. Like, oh yes. Yeah. yeah. I, it was I, more of I, an
2: annoying headache, not like a debilitating headache. It's like, this is annoying.
1: I feel pressure in my head. Right. Yeah. No, no. Okay. I'm going to max out yeah. on ibuprofen for 24 hours and yep. call it good. Like, yeah. R- so Rather I'm, do that than potentially die. get fucking COVID. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so my point is, um, dear listener, please reach out to pharmacies in your area. Ask if they have a no waste list. Um, try to get yourself on it. Uh, be ready to go grab your shot, you know, towards the end of like banking hours um, and get fucking vaccinated. Do it. The faster that we get vaccinated, um, like it's not just about herd immunity. Um, it's we're getting very no more variants. Of the virus. Yeah. And variants can only happen if they can spread from enough people to have the possibility of mutations, which occur through breeding cycles as a basic evolution. If you're listening mm. to the show, I hope you believe in evolution. That's how this <laughs> shit happens. You've got literally, Thousands, if not millions of of viruses reproducing themselves are going to have transcription errors, which means they're going to have mutations. And those mutations can be good for the virus. So the more that we can nip this shit in the bud, the less likely that is, the less likely that we're going to have to get more fucking vaccines in the future for variants that the current vaccine is less effective against. So just please do it. Try to get your family members to do it. Um, you know, d- lead by example. Right, it's it's a lot harder for a family member to say, "Well, I'm not going to get this thing" if they know that their grandchild or their nephew or whatever has done it. Just just get it done, please. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, Tracy and I get our second shot on April first. It'll be our we're not April Fool's Day shots.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not. Nice, yeah. nice. Um, and then I'm still on schedule. Uh, obviously, we'll have to do to do masks or something like that, but uh, yeah. I'm still on schedule to come out and visit you guys. And, and from what I understand is that if you guys are already vaccinated and if we've had the first dose of the vaccine, like we should yeah, probably be okay to like be together for that kind of a thing. Yeah, and the from, only reason I'm go ahead. Sorry. sorry
2: say no, From what I understand with the Moderna vaccine, if you've had one shot already within 14 days of that first shot, you're like, close to 50% covered.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, where both of you will have had your second shot. Well, Yeah.
2: I've yeah. had my second shot and had the, the, I don't know what you'd call it. The maturation period where it's done mm-hmm. its thing in my body and it's already uh, formed the antibodies. So the antigens have already entered my yeah.
1: bloodstream. So, yeah. and, and, and I just want like people to know, like I'm, I'm trying to do the best I can to adhere to CDC guidelines, right? The only people I'm going to be visiting when I go on this trip are going to be people who have, been vaccinated and the only reason i'm taking a trip at all um is is predominantly because a very close friend of mine has been diagnosed with cancer we don't know how long he has so i want to see him um you know before he passes now hopefully that's years from now you know hopefully yeah. the chemo works um, well, you will be entering a state with no COVID restrictions. I know, and that's why Sandra and I plan to bring a lot of like dry food. We're going to do everything we can to minimize contact with yeah. people. Um, we're going to be staying at either hotels where we can be distanced or at people's homes where they have been vaccinated. Um, yeah, we're we're doing everything that we can to exercise precautions, and we're driving, so we're not yeah. going to be stuck in a tube filled with, with- eighty other people. Yeah. and you know, recirculated air. Uh, for an hour. So we're doing everything that we can to be smart about it. And that's what you should do too. You know, it it takes everyone. Yeah. So
0: I'm looking forward to getting the second vaccine. I'm looking forward to seeing you when you come out here. I, I took the second off work because I've heard that for a lot of people, the second shot is the one that if you're going to have any kind of uh, side effects or, or that's, that's, you know, after the second shot is when you would have the worst side effects that's that's where it'll put you on your
2: ass if it's gonna put you on your ass
0: yeah so i i you know thinking ahead decided that i should schedule that day off because even if it's not me having side effects it may be tracy and i would guess that Mm -hmm. she will because she had she felt like shit after the first shot so yeah i'm guessing the second one will be much harder on her and so i'll be i'll be around to take care of her and the dogs and all of that kind of stuff yeah, if let me know if you need anything, if
1: you need me to, like, door dash you guys anything. or
0: Oh, thanks, yeah. man. I appreciate that.
2: Um
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I need a lot of
2: whiskey. A lot of whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they,
0: they need to allow uh, alcohol delivery here in Utah, I think. They that, do. That
2: is something I, or, that the time is now. And I mean by postal service, so I can order booze online that they will not make available in this fucking state. Mm-hmm.
1: God. Yeah, dry states, man. But, you know what? Um don't don't uh, legislate morality, right? That's what the Republicans nope. say. Mhm.
0: Yeah, but they do it all the time.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. If, yep. if it fits They've there. Been
0: if it fits canceling
2: what they want to. the
1: shit out of my alcohol. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And and transgender uh kids in sports. You know those hyper competitive kids sports leagues, yeah. yeah, or or the abilities of homosexuals to adopt
2: or yeah. to get married. Um, reading either. Harry Potter or in school, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah,
1: something a little less serious, yeah, but yeah, weird, weird how the people who complain about canceling uh, things so much tend to be the ones who cancel things so much. <laughs> based, weird, based on emotion, usually. I, think, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, I or Iron Age religious dictates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, on maybe. that note. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should talk a little more about this. I think that I sounds think like a, a
0: fantastic idea. Thing, yeah. yeah, You guys are awesome. I think we should do that when we get back from this little break. That's right. a
1: fantastic idea that formed totally organic. <laughs> <laughs> This is Matt Dillahunty, and you're listening to The Godless Revolution.
2: Hey, and welcome back. This is Chad Johnson from Coyote News. We are on the streets today trying to find from average Americans what's really impacting their lives right now. Let's see what a few of them had to say. Well, you see, when I heard that Mr. Mr. Potato Head was being canceled, I was trembling in anger for a whole three seconds. See, I had a Mr. Potato Head when I was a kid. I mean... I hadn't thought about the toy for about 30 years, and I can't really remember if he had a wing dangler or not, but, I mean, I know who to blame now. The liberal commie cancel culture. I mean, th- thank you, Tucker Carlson, for making me aware of all this. Okay, what?
0: Well, I was at the grocery store flexing my rights by, you know, walking around with no mask on because it's my right. Well, I heard that Dr. Seuss was being canceled. I couldn't believe it. Even though I never heard of those books, I was still pissed off. But, you know, thanks to Ted Cruz, I now know it's part of the evil cancel culture agenda. I pray in Jesus' name that those Jewish space lasers can make America great again.
2: Well, As you've heard from the people on the streets, the average Americans, this cancel culture is a real problem.
0: Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook, and to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible.
2: So, you know, I I honestly think that cancel culture in America is as American as, as Quaker oatmeal. As
0: American as Quaker oatmeal? Yeah, that doesn't really make sense. But
2: did you know? <laughs> I thought you were
0: going to say as American as apple pie, and when you went with Quaker I, oatmeal,
2: I was like, "Oh, okay." I went with Quaker oatmeal because this is about the Pilgrims, not—I mean, Quakers, Pilgrims. Eh, uh, you know, <laughs> potato, potato. They both wear funny hats. But uh, <laughs> they canceled Christmas. Who did Quaker Oats the Pilgrims? Fuck those bastards! A fucking Pilgrims canceled Christmas.
0: The Pilgrims canceled Christmas. Oh, I believe I've heard of this. Yeah. Uh,
2: so th- yeah, they were so against Christmas to make a point of it. When they got to the New World, you know what they spent Christmas Day doing? Work. Building their first Work. structure. They spent it working, <laughs> and they actually uh, passed. Well, I mean,
1: well, <laughs> if it's in the middle of winter and they're in New England, I can yeah. It, that was that was in, in sixteen twenty.
2: <laughs> but in 1659 in the Boston area, they actually made it illegal to celebrate Christmas.
1: Okay. Yeah. Fuck them. I uh, think in this, last, awesome. yeah, in this
0: last. Yeah. If memory serves
2: 1681.
0: Yeah. If memory serves, I included uh, that bit of information when I did, I did a, I did a little speech talky thing for uh, atheists like, of Utah about canceling like, Christmas
2: yeah, a couple of years ago. Yeah. Yeah, and it was, it was actually an English-appointed governor, Edmund Andros, who abolished that law in 1681, and it wasn't until about the 19th century that we celebrated Christmas. That, as, this oh, actually man. says, as a matter of fact, before the Declaration of Independence was signed, cr- Christmas was not widely celebrated in the
1: U.S., I'm I'm atheist as hell, but Christmas is my favorite holiday. Like all the everything associated with it is amazing. I find myself missing Christmas until like spring. (laughs) (laughs) But I like Christmas too.
2: They canceled it because they didn't like the pagan origins. Mm. Yeah, yeah. they didn't like where it came from. They didn't like it. Like, nope, this is a new country. We're not going to celebrate those pagan things. So basically, from an emotional and uh, I guess a theologian's point of view at the time, they decided
1: we're not going to celebrate that. It's wicked. Well, I mean, the, the Puritans in particular, if I recall correctly, literally made it illegal to be single over a certain age and shit like that. Like no fun, no dancing, <laughs> no singing, no Christmas. Like, yeah. No,
2: I mean, their that. numbers were low. They were, I mean, from what I know about the pilgrims, they kind of fucked up. Yeah. What do you mean they kind of fucked up? They showed up here and didn't know what the fuck they were doing. (laughs) The only thing they did that was, that kept them alive was the fact that, uh, one of the pilgrims had smuggled, uh, tobacco seeds with them. And he found that tobacco grew extremely well in America. And at the time, there's only one other place you could grow tobacco legally. And England would have to buy all their tobacco from them. Mm. I can't remember which, which country that was, that was, but to, the growing of tobacco was illegal everywhere else. Mm. Wow. But well, this is a new world. So yeah. Like, we're going the we to do what the fuck we want. Can't tell us what to do. So, Mom's England gone. was importing all their tobacco from their new colony that was kind of in a gray zone of, I guess, 1600s legal imports. Mm. This is information Dan was unaware of until now. Oh, yeah. Pilgrims made all of their fucking money growing tobacco. When
0: I get really tired, I talk about myself in the third person. I don't know why. It just happens.
2: (laughs) You need another glass of one of these. (laughs) Oh, good call. Mm -hmm. We're drinking uh, some uh, Basil Hayden bourbon tonight.
1: I've got Great Divide Colette Farmhouse Ale. Nope. That's been canceled here in Utah. Has it now? All right. I'm going to jump in here. Okay. Um, So what you need to know, let me do the thinking for you now. So (laughs) um, cancel culture has been a big thing in the news lately again. Um, And I think that a big part of it is because the Republicans are a minority party again. Uh, They spent their entire time in like the 2008, 2010 time period Bitching and moaning about everything that the Democrats were doing uh, because the Republicans tend to be the party of government doesn't work. Elect me and I'll make sure that that's the case. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so anytime Democrats get in the office and try to do shit, the Republicans have to make it look bad or distract their voting base and give them some red meat uh, and cancel culture seems to be the most recent Way for them to do that, right? And it, it's really just a rebirth of like the political correctness thing that like mm-hmm. Gen Xers and boomers will probably remember and was like already fading when I was like coming of age. Um, but yeah, so like it's that's, it's a, a that's actually, process. No, I, was, sorry,
0: I was just gonna say that's actually a great point that it used to be that they would, you know, bitch and moan about political correctness and PC culture and. Yeah. Yeah, they've just rebranded it and it's they're using new terminology for the for same exactly old the bullshit. Same strategy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And and I read a really good article, I want to say it was from Salon, but it could be something else, I can't remember. Um where where the person was saying like it's a one two punch, right? First the Republican says something that is legitimately offensive. Um, They wait for that to spin around for a couple of news cycles. And then as they get attacked by progressives, they say, oh, people are trying to cancel me for the thing that I'm saying that, you know, was fucking egregious. And then like nothing actually happens to them. Right. Like Republicans tend to exist in a self-contained ecosystem of media it's not like fox news or the daily wire are canceling these folks you know the worst thing that may happen to them is that they lose twitter followers or if they've got a show their advertisers might drop them because they don't want to be associated with the brand um and there's cases like the you know the the hulkish woman who worked in uh, uh the mandalorian yeah um what's her name she's like she used to be an mma Something fighter career right? uh, gina carano, I can remember what her. carano. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, she made a bunch of legitimately offensive statements trying to compare being a conservative to being a Jew in the Holocaust, which Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure anybody with Jewish family is going to be very offended by that kind of statement. Um, And so Disney elected to not renew her contract. and And that's
2: the key right there right not renew her contract she currently was not under
1: any contract well she wasn't and, and and really well, canceled she just wasn't renewed let's let's steel man the position right like let's pretend that yeah they said you know what we're done like we're we're firing you right okay that's yeah. capitalism that's the yeah. free market right that's the mm-hmm. the libertarian marketplace of ideas saying you have expressed an idea i disagree with it i'm not going to adopt it right like This is um, and I'm not going to continue paying
0: you while you're making statements like that that reflect poorly on my association with you.
1: Right. And And it's going to make our product do bad. Yeah. You would think the party of cake shops shouldn't have to make wedding cakes for gay couples would understand that. Mm -hmm. Um, But here's the thing they do. Right. Um, I want to venture the argument that, like, this is purposeful. Um, it's, it's really frustrated me a lot lately to hear people doing analysis on like cancel culture and other hypocrisies of, of the right because the right doesn't care about being hypocrites, right? Like if, if we try to argue against the things that they're doing on the basis of them being inconsistent with themselves, we're going to be blue in the face and they're going to keep doing what they do because they don't care about being consistent they care about doing that which is tactically and strategically viable Mm -hmm. and for them it's pitting themselves against an out group uh, and rallying around an in group because that increases their solidarity Uh, And I don't, I feel like that's not being talked about enough. Like, I feel like it's really easy to write a 750 word hot take article that says, look at all these times that, you know, conservatives have canceled other shit. And like, I get it. I've done it. But like, that's not the point. Well, the point is, sorry, go ahead.
2: Oh, I was going to say, I I keep also hearing from people that are rather conservative that it's a might, it's why are they folding to this, this small minority of people who get offended by this? Mm -hmm. obviously it's not a small minority right if if they're making business decisions based off of hey we might lose a lot of people that would normally view this content or you know be a patron of us Mm -hmm. but this person might detract from that we need to get rid of that like that's going to make us lose money
1: and and the internet has changed the way that that marketing products and having a a user base right or or a customer base functions it used to be that when there was a limited number of like television channels or products available or what have you that like yeah sure you could lose five percent of viewers and be fine because the other 95 percent only had three or four other places to go yeah now like i so like i can't watch watch anime on netflix anymore like it exists but normally it's like a season or two now there's an anime specific netflix kind of thing and that's what i have to subscribe to if i want to watch anime right there's disney plus there's netflix there's hulu Mm -hmm. right there's all these there's hbo right and now i can only get content at each of those individual places what the hell does this have to do with anything well because people's interests are now able to be so narrowly um, capitalized upon. If you anger a small demographic for your particular product, that might be your whole ass demographic, mm-hmm. right? Um, if, if, if Disney puts out content that frustrates LGBT splat folks, that might be a considerable proportion of their particular customer demographic. Um cool. Especially when it comes to the TV show like The Mandalorian, which is like their
2: flagship. Yeah. yeah. They probably have a lot of people subscribing to their service just
1: for that show. It was the most viewed online show up until episode six of WandaVision. Yeah.
2: And like we've mentioned before, us liberals aren't opposed to being like, fuck you. Just because this one thing you did, we're not going to take
1: part in that anymore. Which is our prerogative. I mean, yeah. if you go back to pre-internet ages, right, if if I live in a small town and I find out that there are, say, two, you know, uh, fucking home improvement stores, right, two hardware shops, and I find out that one of the owners of the two hardware shops is an asshole, I go to the other hardware shop, mm-hmm. right, and that guy loses my business. It's just that but digitized, which means it's faster and it can be done more on mass. Like that's, that's capitalism. And like, I'm not a big fan of capitalism, but if you're going to play the game, follow the rules. Yeah. I mean, there's reasons why I don't shop at certain stores. Yeah. I, the, the only reason I have gone to a Walmart in the last eight years is because their pharmacy had a COVID vaccine. (laughs) That's the first time (laughs) I've been in a Walmart in a long time. Yeah.
0: I've always wondered why conservatives and Republicans have this hard on against, you know, PC culture or cancel culture or anything like that. They they always point to this, you know, well I should be free to say and do whatever I want and there's a marketplace of ideas. And they they express this belief and support for a marketplace of ideas, but they don't really want it to be a marketplace because, no, because in the marketplace
1: oblique racist references. Yeah. And to shut down people when they call out the accurate interpretation of those oblique racist references, yeah, they want to be able to dress in blackface for christmas yeah i yeah. mean that 's really what it is is it's it's a um a, a desire to absolve themselves of real accountability um and it, it comes down to that fucking sart quote again, right. Um, I, I will fucking read it again. I'll do it again. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, You know what? I'm gonna. But never I mean- believe that conservatives and I'm modifying in conservatives (laughs) here for anti-Semites, never believe that conservatives are completely unaware of the absurdity of their replies. They know that their remarks are frivolous, open to challenge, but they are amusing themselves, for it is their adversary who is obligated to use words responsibly, since he believes in words. The conservatives have the right to play. They even like to play with discourse, for by giving ridiculous reasons, they discredit the seriousness of their interlocutors. They delight in acting in bad faith, since they seek not to Persuade by sound argument, but to intimidate and disconcert. If you press them too closely, they will abruptly fall silent, loftily indicating by some phrase that the time for argument is past. It's the same fucking shit (laughs) every Mm -hmm. time. All that they do is try and like make whatever terrible point that they try to make and as soon as you call them on it they get you know jello nailed to a tree and try to wriggle their way out of accountability for the positions that they argue for sorry for my fucking rant yeah well i mean cpac this year they mm -hmm. named it
2: america not canceled or Uncancelled. yeah yeah and they were railing on mr potato head and dr seuss the whole time neither of which were canceled right They changed names and they no longer published a few books. And
1: those were company decisions. Yeah. And, and and like my point here, and I'm sorry for getting so angry about it, but it's, (laughs) it's that like, yes, they're being hypocrites. We as progressives and other progressives need to not be so laser focused on the hypocrisy. And instead Dig that layer deeper and continue to attack on the original offensive thing, because the cancellation bit is a distraction it's mm-hmm. a misdirection. And as soon as they've changed the argument from, well, liberals are canceling things instead of whatever original terrible thing that the person said, they've won. Right. They've won because you're no longer arguing on your terms. You're arguing on their terms. Right. It's it, like go home. Rent the movie. Thank you for smoking. Right. Watch that film because conservatives are very good at manipulating an argument onto the terms that they want to argue on. And we've got to fucking stop doing it we're so easy to distract with oh no you're you're a hypocrite it's easy to score that point and the conservative will say well i guess i'm a hypocrite but you know so are you and now they'll start talking about something else and you never get to address whatever bigoted thing they said about trans folks or minorities or whatnot because now you've gotten sucked into an argument over free speech or or boycotts or some shit um we should probably cool down and, uh, and take a break. Well, we'll get shitty again, don't worry. Yeah, probably.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is Dr. Hector Garcia, author of Alpha God and Sex, Power, and Partisanship, and you are listening to Godless Revolution. After waking up from 2020, have you noticed that some of your favorite things are now gone? Do you miss the sweet plantation-style breakfast from your Aunt Jemima? or no longer have your favorite Indian to lust after on that tub of butter? Well, come on down to Old America, Florida, where freedom fries are always free. In Old America, we have 1,776 acres walled-off community that will make you feel like you live in beautiful Jim Crow America, where nothing is canceled. All our residents are red-blooded white Americans that don't get offended. Our 50-foot high walls make it so there is no distraction from the outside. Come on down to old America, where America isn't canceled yet.
0: If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the Twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! All right, so I want to start off this ending segment talking about some of the ways in which I've noticed conservatives and (laughs) religious people and Republicans doing this as just a, a, a bullshit tactic to employ to distract from all kinds of things. And I've noticed that often shit like this is employed to distract people or change the subject from something shitty that a conservative or religious person or Republican has done. And so... It takes the form of kind of a what aboutism, but they shift it into, well, what about this person who did something, or what about this person who's being attacked, and it's just a way to shift the narrative away from some other bit of awful news that's that's going on with their team.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I've spent a lot of time studying Steve Bannon. Uh, you know, I did that that couple episodes for you guys. Gosh, a year back of no, a few years back now. And and one of the things that Steve Bannon has said is um, if you're explaining, you're losing, right? If you can get the other side to defend themselves, then they can't put forward their own propositions. And it's something that the Republicans have gotten really fucking good about because they don't want good government to function. And progressives depend on an agenda of progressing things, which takes action. Um, and so every time that we spend airtime, uh, defending ourselves against some Republican complaint is time that we lose that we could be spending talking about the positive things of our goals, you know, even, even like take last week's episode, you know, we spent so long explaining about like that atheists are moral too, um, but how often do we do episodes where we talk about, like, the good things that atheism does for society, right? Like mm-hmm. the, the benefits of having an atheistic life as opposed to a religious one, right? But we spend so much of our time on our heels, on the defense, that we don't get to put our best foot forward. So, I don't know. I mean, I just think that that's something that we need to consider as as a matter of strategy.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great point and, and very well stated that we don't often get to promote the things that we do in in order to benefit and and to better and improve society, we don't get to talk about those things very often because we're constantly talking about the shitty things that the other people are doing that are stifling our efforts or hampering our efforts, making it much more difficult for us to get things done.
1: Yeah, and I mean, it, it almost makes me feel uncomfortable to use the term, but like. I think that humanism could use a little bit of evangelizing, right? Like mm-hmm. all of the best parts of humanism are also the best parts of any organized religion because of the parts they're true, regardless of whether or not they're religious. Treating people as they ought to be treated is just mm-hmm. a good human thing to do. Um Giving your time or money towards helping people who go without is just a good human thing to do. Muslims do it. Christians do it. Hindus do it. Non-religious people do it. It's not something special that religion has. It um, sounds and like th- socialism. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing. Caring <laughs> for your fellow human is a societal thing, a, a social, social thing. construct. Yeah. Yeah. And, and maybe we should be doing that. Yeah. Um, so I don't know.
0: Well, and it's, and it's not to say that, you know, religions or religious people haven't led to good things happening, right? You can't say that religion hasn't contributed to any good at all or that, you Mm -hmm. know, uh, any particular religion, any particular religion is all bad. But when you look at the bad things that come from religion and religious thought versus the good things that come out of it, well, it's easy to see that you can still do those good things without having the religion tied to those good things.
1: Right. You can still right. do those good things without the religion. Mm-hmm. People like Galileo created yeah. great accomplishments despite their religion. Mm-hmm. Right. Um And then things like the Sistine Chapel. Right. The Sistine Chapel is a beautiful work of art. Um, another Renaissance painter, Leonardo da Vinci probably wasn't all that religious and He's did probably beautiful gay. things himself oh yeah very probably gay mm-hmm. um and it is possible to imagine renaissance paintings coming from a humanist and secular origin in fact oftentimes that artwork is considered to be humanist because it was the first time in hundreds of years that the artists started depicting humans as they were as opposed to how they were idealized or ought to be um yeah.
2: You want a, you want a funny,
1: hopefully fact
2: that I had heard about the the Sistine Chapel? <laughs> mm, yeah, sure. He got most of his his references for the, the artwork of the faces and the people from sitting at the pub. So a lot of them were prostitutes and drunkards that he was getting his you know inspiration for drawing different people from. So it's quite possible that the top of the Sistine Chapel is filled with whores
1: fantastic good <laughs> good um, and drunkards yeah well and, and and like i know much less about michelangelo as i do um da vinci but like da vinci would draw normal people in his yeah. in his notebooks in particular he was really interested in people who were not meeting like the physical ideals of the day and that was unheard of during that time period um which which massive tangent but like i really do think in light of this in light of all this discussion of you know cancel culture bullshit is that um there is a movement right however organic it may be from the right to get us to stop talking about the good things that progressivism is capable of and instead to try and make us focus in on our flaws and like again i sound like a broken record on some of these points but like Thomas Smith, um, you know, member of the atheist community has a really great quote. He says uh, people on the right get social credit for attacking the left and people on the left get social credit for attacking the left. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, it's really easy to be the punching bag and we need to stop. We need to like take pride in the fact that because uh, we were able to get a slim majority in Congress, the 1.9 trillion plan that is going to significantly improve the economy got passed, right? People got checks like Dan, your job helped people pay the rents this month, mm-hmm. you know?
2: And, and what um, do conservatives argue on that? Well, where are the jobs? I haven't seen any new jobs yet. Right. <laughs> like it right. just fucking passed
1: yeah. things take time. It it was the the running joke, at least in like the deep parts of the internet where I hang out. Every single time a controversy would happen with Trump, so two or three times a week, people (laughs) would say, oh, it's infrastructure week again, right? Because uh, the Trump administration was constantly trying to say, oh, it'll be infrastructure week, and we're going to talk about this infrastructure bill. Mm -hmm. Now there's talk about a real-ass infrastructure bill that will fix the broken bridges in this country and, and enable Uh, New Deal style jobs programs that will put people to work. It it worked before. There's no reason
2: why that shouldn't work again. And this recession is even worse by the numbers than that one. So
0: Yeah, and they're talking about all kinds of
1: fantastic things that are in this upcoming package, right? Universal pre-K? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know how many people that'll be able to put back out into the economy, like working? How many families that'll raise out of poverty? Oh, yeah. Well, and even with the stimulus bill that was just passed,
0: there are – I've seen reporting where they just put out this call for people to send them information about how – receiving this stimulus money will change their lives. You know, what will it do to help them? And Mm -hmm. I would say that for more than half of them that that responded that I read, it was a life-changing event for them. It brought them out of poverty. It made sure that they didn't lose their house, that they were able to buy groceries, that they could go out and actually buy the prescriptions that they haven't been able to purchase, that they can go and see a doctor, that they've been able to get dental work, they've been able to care for their pets, like all kinds of Basic human things that these people are mm-hmm. now getting because they just needed a little bit of help. And it wasn't that they're going to continue getting this money over and over and over again, but this lifted them
1: out of desperate situations. Mm-hmm. Sandra and I, we donate every year to an organization called Modest Needs. Mm-hmm. Um, and what they do is they, you know, somebody comes to Modest Needs and says, like, if I don't pay this month's rent, I'm going to get evicted, and that's going to cause you know me to lose my kid to CPS. You know, or that'll cause me to lose Cascading my job. Cascading failures, right like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or like I need a tire for my car because my job is thirty minutes away and there's no public transit in my town. If I lose my job, I lose my rent, you know, yada yada yada, right? So it's what Modest Needs is made of is these um people who need to make like one payment, and that one payment is the difference between like where they are and utter desperation, right? Mm-hmm. And the cool thing that they do is rather than just giving that person the the cash. Right. They they pay the bill. Right. So they say, all right, show us that bill that you have. And then they take the funds that they get for donations and just pay the fucking bill. And and it's shown me over the years because we've we've made donations, to this organization, how many people, you know, but for two, three hundred bucks, their life is totally different. Mm -hmm. Right. Like like a radically divergent course between, you know, homelessness and, you know, scraping by. But life as is. Um, and it's wild to think that anyone would not want to just spend a little bit of money to help people out. And like, that's what the government should be for. Mm -hmm. Um, Sandra and I will not have kids, right? Um. But we understand that like a good life for kids is a good thing. One of my favorite parts of the the covid relief bill that came out was a a short term change to the child tax credit and it increased the tax credit and it made it so that some of that tax credit is paid up front. So now families are going to be getting roughly like there's there's modifications based on the age of the kid and that kind of thing, but roughly three hundred dollars per month per kid in cash rebate mm-hmm. that now they can spend to you know keep that kid in daycare right um make sure that that kid has has you know new clothes as opposed to you know old shitty threadbare clothes or you know another meal uh you know there's so many kids that depend on school lunch for for a second or third meal of the day um like this is what government is supposed to do is to make sure that the needs of the many are fulfilled um and I'm tired of of conservatives trying to act like everything needs to be just, you know, neo-feudalist capitalism, where if you don't make enough to get by, go fuck yourself. Like, no, we as a society need to do better.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think you're absolutely correct. We don't have a whole lot of time left, but I want to I want to go back to cancel culture a little bit to just I'm sorry. To Oh, no, you're you're totally fine. But I want to talk about just a little bit. <laughs> or I want to talk a little bit about, uh, <laughs> what is cancel culture in the minds of a lot of these conservative people? Because not a single one of them that I have encountered to date has been able to provide even one instance of what they believe to be cancel culture gone wrong, right? The, anytime I see somebody bitching about cancel culture, I ask them, okay, well, what, what do you think is an acceptable level of n-word usage or anti-semitism or you know general racism or hate against the lgbtq community at what point do you think it is unacceptable and that there should be consequences for this and please give me an example of where you think somebody has been cancelled and should not have been and then defend that position and not a single fucking one has been able to do that yet
1: yeah well i mean it it doesn't surprise me yeah I mean,
2: that's where it's like, what is cancel culture? What does it mean to be canceled? I mean, to me, if you say, oh, it's been canceled, it's gone. Like if you cancel a TV show, there will be no more seasons of that made, Mm -hmm. which is completely different than changing a name on your product. It's not Mm -hmm. canceled. You can still get that product. They have just made a decision based on sometimes social pressure, which if there's enough social pressure from a majority of people, change it. It's not just a minority. People are like, no, we need to change this. And if it's right. that many people, it's going to affect their bottom lines. Like, yeah, we'll take that off of our product. We'll change our name. Well, or it could be case of Dr. Seuss books that weren't selling. Well, there have been many Dr. Seuss books that have been taken out of print. These happen to have putting humans in a zoo, but <laughs> Well, it's one of
0: those things that, you know, kind of as a management principle, I've always said and have always reported to to my higher ups as I'm not just going to come to you with a problem. I'm going to come to you with a solution like this is what I see going on. This is what needs to happen to to fix this. And so I encourage everybody that if you see somebody bitching or whining about cancel culture, ask them what they think should happen instead. You know, this person was caught using the N-word on a hot mic, what should happen to them? What, you know, and do you think it's acceptable that they are using this on a hot mic? If the mic hadn't been on, do you think it would be perfectly fine for them to say that? And if so, why? Like, defend your position instead of just bitching and whining and complaining about cancel culture gone wrong and I can't do anything and people won't don't even believe in free speech anymore. Tell me why you think that's acceptable.
2: Mm-hmm. And well, and the, the, whoever has that hot mic situation they're not just representing themselves. They're representing a organization, a company, an athletic team. So it's not just on the fallback. Isn't just going to fall back on that person. Mm -hmm. And if they don't do anything, it is definitely going to fall back on that team or that organization, which will affect their bottom line. And after all, we believe in making money in this country above Mm -hmm. anything else.
1: (laughs) So, and Ish. and i i want to pitch in just one thing here right because it is you know it's easy to plug against the right um and i kind of like extremely briefly want to talk about the circular firing squad on the left right mm-hmm. because i know a lot of my peers on the left where like i was previously wrong on transgender issues right and one of two things could have happened to me, right? My, my transgender friends, and my, my ally friends could have just said, go fuck yourself. Right. Or they, you know, they did what they did, which was patiently guide me into a better understanding of, of issues that I was misunderstanding. Right. Um, and it is so easy to score points against even your own side for like not being woke enough, um, And for the people who have the mental health and the space to gently guide their friends into holding better, more tolerant positions, do that. On the other hand, if you are in a position where you hold outdated, harmful views and people are being impatient with you, you need to be aware of a phenomenon called sea lioning, which is when bad faith people ask questions of good faith people not wanting to hear the answers but wanting to waste their time defining terms and shit like that Mm -hmm. and what happens is, is a lot of folks who are at like at risk you know, positions, especially trans folks get so much of their fucking time wasted about like, well, isn't it OK if I just call you they instead of your preferred pronoun and shit like that? And what it does is it just stresses them out and wastes their time. And so some folks are not going to have the patience to talk out things with you because they've done it time after time after time. So it's going to take patience amongst the left from both sides. Put your best foot forward try to learn new things, no one is obligated to give you the time to teach you new things. Find it out on your own first, right? And that's how we stop this this left versus left concept of canceling each other for like not catching up fast enough. And I think that's important to note as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, And while you were speaking, that made me think of a couple more things real quick, (laughs) just that when I hear people complaining about this, it's, it's that they're expressing a fear, right? They're afraid that eventually they will do, say or do something and will be quote unquote canceled, right? That's, that's mm-hmm. their motivator for talking about this in the first place is fear. Yep. So are they afraid that they can't not be an asshole to somebody? And if that's the case, like I have yet to see the case yep. also where somebody has said something that was harmful or hurtful, been called out on it, And then has apologized and been able to move on. Right. That happens all the time. It happened. Mm -hmm. It's happened to me. I'm sure it's happened to you, Ryan, to you, Taylor, where you do something to hurt somebody or you say something that isn't, quote unquote, politically correct. And somebody points it out to you. And then you have a choice. You can either apologize and move on and do better, and most people do that all the fucking time, or Mm -hmm. you can act like a lot of conservatives or some people who used to be on the left and have been red-pilled. And have mm-hmm. done something that has harmed the community that they represent and initially tried to issue a half-hearted apology or whatever and then later decided, no, fuck that. I'm going to say and do what I want and then I'm going to whine about being canceled because I'm an asshole.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I have a very dear friend um, and just because like literally I moved, right? I have not seen her in person Um, since she transitioned and it terrifies me to think that I might accidentally dead name her because my mental impression oftentimes still is of her before transition. Mm -hmm. Um, but that doesn't like, I don't think to myself, oh, well fuck cancel culture, right? Because it would be wrong for her to be mad at me. If I slipped up, Mm. it's a reminder to me that I need to make sure to be better um And I think that for some people it's easier to change the world than it is to change you.
0: Yeah, that's perfectly stated. That's awesome. I think we should end there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great. Um, before we go though, I want to make sure that we thank our Patreon supporters because you guys keep the show going. We, we talked a little bit offline, the three of us that, you know, we're, we're not in this to make an income or anything like that. And we love All of our Patreon patrons, we really appreciate you guys contributing to the show, but it's not because we want to make this our main thing that we do for a living. It's to just make sure that we have a means of paying to keep the show going without paying for everything out of our own pockets, right? We don't want to have to pay to continue producing (laughs) content for everybody else. And so we really appreciate all of the help and support that we get from our Patreon patrons. That would be Alan Firth, Stephen Andrus,
2: Trisha Weir, Two skeptical Chaps, Vanessa, Don't Be a Richard, Ollie Olson, Christy Kalbach, John McCullough, Tiffany Hudson, Sinead Duffy, Steve Kuno, Utah Outcasts,
0: Wesley Aaron, Andrew Vodapich, Jeremy Goodson,
1: All Hail, Peanut Buttra, Jeff Peterson, Corey Ebert. Megan Mitchell. Freethinker215. Tim Jacobson. Janet Uter. Savid Akuna. Avocado the Cat. James. Purple Dragon. Nico Gonzalez. Chad Pryor. Patreon customer service sucks donkey balls. And a High Roller patron, Hunter Grin, my younger brother.
0: Woohoo! Thank you all so very much. That's awesome. Yes, yes, Two new patrons this week. I think that's fantastic, and I appreciate yeah. you all so very much. If you, dear listener, would like to become a Patreon patron, you can do so very easily by going to patreon.com slash godlessrevolution where you can contribute as little as $1 per episode. And then you get all kinds of fun things like extended outtakes, stuff from the cutting room floor, bonus episodes. You get the episodes earlier than everybody else. Lots and, of fun uh, we
1: stuff. We need to start coming up with some... Patreon exclusive content going forward. Like once once things relax on your end yeah. a bit, we need to definitely start doing a bit more of that.
0: Yes. This was a lot of fun. Oh,
1: yeah. I'll look forward yeah. to talking oh, yeah. to
0: you guys again next week.
1: Absolutely. Okay. Get vaccinated. Go do yeah. it. Sign up for the um no waste list. Call out to local pharmacies and try and get on that if you can. Please. We can all do yeah. this together.
2: Yeah, get your ouchie No, I fucked that up. Your Fauci. Fauci ouchie. Yeah, fuckers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Thursday, March 25th. This is episode 325. Uh no, it's not. This is episode 320 shit. I'm gonna start over. Fuck it. God damn it. Fuck! <laughs> we'll do it live. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, didn't, I didn't start the timer anyway. And listen to, okay, I'm
2: gonna blah, 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 blah.
0: fuck. <laughs> All I've been trying to do is warn people that the chemtrails are turning the friggin' frogs gay, but the lizard people keep shutting down my channel. A man cannot subsist on dick pills
2: alone. This is America! <laughs>